Welcome to 5-Minute Film Finder, brought to you by Pioneer Library System. Okay, welcome back to 5-Minute Film Finder, a Pioneer Library System podcast where we, the employees of Pioneer Library System, recommend movies that you can find using your library card on Hoopla and Canopy. I am Tracy from Norman West, and I am so happy to be joined today by... I love when I can sit in the, like the the passenger seat and let you drive a little bit. You're joined by Kendall. Ken- Kendall I like, here. I was like, say your name. <laughs> say your name. I love it. Yeah, yeah. our amazing yes. host Tracy. One of them. You're yeah. the you're the other amazing host. There's well, also several other amazing hosts. What a good time. I haven't been on in a while. I'm just really excited to be true. here. It's true. Yes. We're in our fancy studio at Norman Central too, and yes. we have producer Jamie in the background. We do. Hi, producer. Jamie. Yes, we say we always, we need to start saying hi to our producers. Hi, producer Jamie. Yes, you and I have recorded several episodes, but never here before. It's true. We've uh, been separated from our office at Norman West, so I haven't gotten to talk about movies with you in a while. It's so true. I'm really excited to be here today, particularly since we planned this particular episode three months ago yeah it's been in the works for a while like a while yeah and uh, i particularly i like your line of questioning i think it's very on point uh leading into our theme this week oh because i'm grilling you because you're grilling me you're my witness on the stand we're talking about legal movies today <laughs> fiction movies though not like yeah, oh, no not like <laughs> yeah no no although we, that would be interesting too i mean Next episode, we're on together. Let's sure. let's do really boring legal documentaries. Sure. But we're talking about yeah, fictional courtrooms Courtroom today. Dramas. Yes, Ooh. technically yours is a witness room drama. Oh, that's true. Mine's a court. It's okay. Good stuff is going to happen. That's true. Do you want to go ahead and jump into your film? Yeah, I think it's good. So yeah, we'll start with mine um, because I think mine predates yours by forty years almost. Forty years or yeah. so. Yeah. Um, so for those are not familiar at home or first time listening, uh, we have five minutes. Uh, we are bookended by our very generous uh, lended voice, Wilhelm, of the uh, famous public domain sector of the world. Uh, so Wilhelm will let me know uh, when to start and when to stop. So if he will prepare his magical clock, I will get started talking about 12 Angry Men. So I chose 12 Angry Men for this week. Um, it's in 1957. Uh, this is, I'm going to start stop right there. Uh, it's an older movie. It's from the 50s. Uh, it's also like considered one of the best movies ever made. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it and did not expect to. Yeah, I'm, I'm super curious. I'm going to, so I'm going to like go through really quick, uh, like the background stuff, but I want to hear, cause you had never seen this before. No, I knew what it was. It was like 12 guys who were on a jury trying yeah. to figure out whether or not a guy is innocent. Sure. Yeah. And that's really what it is. So mm-hmm. it's, it's directed by S- uh, Sidney Lumet. It's written by Reginald Rose. Originally it was a sh- uh, screenplay or I'm sorry, a short story turned into a play, turned into a movie. Um, pretty much all put on the shoulders of Henry Fonda. He was a producer for it, starred in it. Yes. Um, but yeah, synopsis really quick. Uh, is the jury in a New York City murder trial is frustrated by a single member whose skeptical caution forces them to more carefully consider the evidence before jumping to a hasty verdict. And the taglines for this movie, I wrote these down because these are great. (laughs) The first tagline I found is, life is in their hands, death is in their minds. (laughs) That's a high... um, 12 Dramatic Men is what this movie should be called in that tag... Or 12 Sassy Men, or... uh, one very angry man and 11 other sassy men. Yeah. Yeah. But and then the next, this, that fits. The next tagline is, it explodes like 12 sticks of dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> These are all real taglines. <laughs> and then the last one, they have 12 scraps of paper 
12 chances to kill. Technically, okay, hi. They use at least 24 scraps of paper. They do that yeah. voting by paper thing at yeah. least twice. So yeah. hot. I do have to argue with that. But um, this movie is fantastic. It's so good. It's like an ensemble. Would you say it's like an ensemble, like kind of casting? It's like, like Henry Fonda is the star. Is. Henry but... Fonda is your dude, um, yeah. as he should be. Right. And he does a lot of really kind of soulful looks into the camera like, I just can't. Mm-hmm. kill a man i'm a sensitive architect sure. you're like yeah you are henry fonda get it <laughs> yeah. um. and then like he's kind of like opposed by lj cobb who um is very famous for the exorcist yes uh, the angriest man of the 12 the angriest angry man, man. <laughs> um, but all of them i saw i came across i want to say like a video essay for this movie a while back and they said that like while these two are clearly like in the spotlight like everybody's on their a game oh i truly um played a game in this movie that calls which juror is my husband this like 10 minutes and every 10 minutes i'd pick i'd be like oh it's for it's number four right now he's my boy because they all have good points like there's like there's the very elderly man who like really comes to bat for henry fonda at one point and he's like you should respect me i have thoughts and dreams and ideas and you're like yeah you do old man and there's a lot of really good like singular performances there's a i can't remember what the juror number was it's maybe 10 who is obviously like not from america has immigrated and he gets to have like a real sassy one-liner where he corrects somebody's english and you're like you go my dad yeah because i think the line that he corrects is like they they don't it's like he says they don't speak good english or something like that and he's like like, they don't speak english well and you're like yeah Yeah, you're like hair flip yes (laughs) i did like i do want to see a version of 12 angry men now where it's just called like 12 angry drag queens and it's the exact same (laughs) script of like weird one-liners where henry fond is just like but you don't really want to kill me do you because there's a whole plot line in which the boy that someone hears the guy who murdered the guy scream Ah. i'm gonna kill you and he's like but we all say that when we're angry and then later he makes a guy so angry that he's like i'm gonna kill you and he's like but you don't, you don't mean it do you i did not expect to say yes queen so much <laughs> sure from a movie from the 1950s watching 12 angry men yeah. yes it's fantastic like so uh, again it's it's worth watching um i i really want to point out that this movie things you don't realize is the pacing first off is fantastic but like they're only on one set except for like three minutes of the movie mm-hmm. um and you like you realize it but you don't and it's like all these things that it's such like a minimalist movie that it's like but it just it works so well it does read very much as this was a play yes like you can see that on screen but it doesn't detract from the experience where i think a lot of times we're like oh, this is a play it's obviously like a one act right. and one one not detract from this there is so much tension between everyone who's on screen that you're you don't care yeah and, and they just embrace the role so well i'm almost out of time so this movie was nominated for three oscars including best picture um it's considered the second best courtroom drama right behind to kill a mockingbird by american film institute um henry fonda fun fact did not make any money off this movie because oh, he wow. was a producer so he took a deferred salary and the movie never made money so he just never made money from it that's hysterical um, but yeah so super interesting there's a whole bunch of history behind this film they did a couple of remakes and stayed Um, and i am actually out of time so i'm going to end it on my recommendations obviously i would say right off the bat to kill a mockingbird i think is a close relation for sure um also i would i would even say people who are against 1950s films um maybe just people who like true crime like i would say like 100 this movie holds up i think there's if you're someone who listens to a lot of true crime podcasts and people who are like i don't know if they got the right guy or like this didn't ever like go to court in the way that we expected like this is very much that there's too many holes and you can have conspiracy theories about it but in 
just 1950s angry men version. Yeah. Yep. Well, in in uh, again, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet, but I love it's like they purposefully the the person who's on trial is a young 18 year old boy accused of killing his dad, mm-hmm. and they purposely keep his race ambiguous. They keep more things about it. So, but those come into play too. Like you get the sense that some jurors are racist. Like and you yes. get you know it's like they they there's very modern commentary um, going on here. That's very interesting to yeah, look at. Yeah, it's aged. The The argument for this has aged really well. And everything in it, I will say, everything in the script feels really intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if you'd like to see just something that's really well crafted, both by the actors, the writers, just everyone involved, this is well crafted. Yeah. Shot in 21 days, by the way. I found that very interesting. Wow, that must have been exhausting to yeah. be in the same room with all those people for 21 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Kendall, a delight. Yes. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll move on to... My film that's also about law, but very different. But also just fantastic. But a delight. Okay, let's take a break. Summer is officially here, and we at the Pioneer Library System are here with an update on the Summer Learning Challenge traveling programs. Check out your local library for date and times on Yoga with Alpacas, Adventure in Science, Shark Attack with the Science Museum of Oklahoma, Screen Printing 101, Creating a Custom Tote Bag, Keeping Traditions Alive with Will Hill, in a community art project with the Oklahoma City Museum of Art. All of these date and times you should check with your local library or online at pioneerlibrarysystem.org. Make sure to log your points on Beanstack and earn prizes. We'll see you very soon at your local library. Okay, and we're back. And now it's time to talk about my movie, a movie that I've been pressuring you into watching for... Probably almost as long as I've known you now. Listen, we're just two youths. We're two watch, youths. Watching a movie. Okay. Getting in trouble for not murdering, for stealing tuna, and then actually murder. If oh, that, <laughs> I'll let you start. I have. If I have... that doesn't kick it off for you, Wilhelm will. <laughs> and my movie is 1992's My Cousin Vinny. It's a treat, a treasure, <laughs> an and a absolute gem. treat. Uh, it's available on Hoopla for us right now, starring none other than Joe Pesci. Post Oscar Joe Pesci. Post Oscar, he actually he won this while he was filming. That's oh, did one, he really? One of, like he won his Oscar while he was filming this. That's, That's one fun. of the things I found out. Uh, Marissa Tomei, who wins an Oscar for this film as mm-hmm. Mona Lisa Vito, uh, just a sensitive, adorable Ralph Macchio, who mostly looks like he's going to burst into f- tears this whole film. And then uh, Fred Gwynn as the judge, which you realize he's Herman Munster. I didn't. I, I now that you say that, I do. Yes. I know him from Pet Cemetery. Yes, he's Herman Munster as well from the Munsters. Um, so the IMDb description of this film, as you know, I love, is mm-hmm. two New Yorkers accused of murder in rural Alabama while on their way back to college call in the help of one of their cousins, a loudmouth lawyer with no trial experience. Um, so the writer of this was Dale Lawner, who also wrote Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which I feel oh. like does have a similar energy to this. 100%. And the director of this was Jonathan Lynn, who didn't direct any other movies that I knew of, but was one of the co-writers on Clue, the movie. Very much Clue energy. I Which, feel like it yeah, has a real pace to it. This film does a real this movie is I love it so much. It's hard for me to talk about it. It's such a vibe. I, I watched this movie because my sister-in-law one time told me it was one of her favorite movies and she is a Disney girl. And I was like, why is this? <laughs> That is a weird... (laughs) Yeah, why is this law movie one of your favorite movies? And then I saw it, and it's such a delight. The performances in it are wacky. Yes. The whole film is wacky. 
Mm-hmm. Basically, Ralph Macchio and his friend are in Alabama traveling. They just found out they got scholarships at UCLA. They're driving back. They accidentally steal a can of tuna from a gas station, and they get pulled over by the cops. And then they're in the police station, and they find out that they're actually being convicted for murder. But, like, way too late, though. Oh, That whole scene. I'm sorry. I got to dive in really quick. This whole scene, I'm, like, I'm like holding onto my hair. Oh, like, I'm, like... Oh. The the whole the whole point of the scene is that they're misunderstanding each other. Yes. He's like, they know we stole a can of tuna. That's what we're being arrested for. And the cops are like, you like they're thinking they murdered someone. And they're being so nice about it. They're like, Yeah, I won't no yeah. plea, like I'm good. And yeah, then I'm he good. says, I'll for, admit to everything. At what point did you shoot the clerk? The the sheriff finally says to him and Ralph Maggio's screaming, I shot the clerk. I shot the clerk. <laughs> I shot the clerk. It's like the whole butt of the joke is it's like, haha, they're not on the same page, but but it's so stressful. about a murder. Yeah. Yes. And so we find out that Ralph Macchio's got a lawyer in the family, and mm-hmm. it's Vincent Gambini, played by Joe Pesci, who brings down his fiance, Modalisa Vito. They're both mechanics slash she's an out-of-work hairdresser. He has failed the bar five times and has finally gotten it and is a personal injury lawyer. You know, I, I read that he actually, they, they considered like three other people to play. Like Danny DeVito yeah. was one of them. I think Robert De Niro was also yeah, one. Yeah, and it's like, but this feels so much like a Joe Pesci vehicle that it's like shocking they didn't write it for j- just Joe Pesci. Well, it's such a, a he's so funny without while still being like this real tough dude. Mm-hmm. And so it really works for him. And then Marissa Tomei oh, is she's just fantastic there. I think the thing that makes this movie so fun is like, you know them and you know, a couple like them where their relationship works at its best when they are this far from killing each other. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like that yeah. is the, the, the thriving spot in their relationship is like, I am going to kill you because I am so obviously right. But when you're right, I'm so into the fact that you're right. But I'm also very into the fact that I'm right. (laughs) It's such a weird movie. Um, This is a movie that um, is really popular with lawyers because they say it's a really accurate depiction of what actual court proceedings are like. Um, So many times in this movie... Vinny gets um, called in contempt of court and has to go to jail. Like three times, Like three or minimum. four times in this movie. <laughs> um, and uh, one of the things that I found really funny about it is about three years ago, Merrick Garland, who was up for a Supreme Court nomination at one mm-hmm, point, mm-hmm. Um, cited this in a court like opinion that he gave, not oh with the gosh. Supreme Court, but at some point, like lawyers love this movie and it's incredibly uh, fun. It's just... There is not enough time for me to talk about this I know this you're movie. almost I have out like of time. 20 seconds left. I do want to say the one thing that I want to say, fun fact, is that in 1998, six years after this movie came out, Joe Pesci put out an album as Vinny Gambini uh, called Vincent LaGuardia Gambini Sings Just For You. Oh my gosh. Um, is it on Hoopla? <laughs> I didn't check. I should have. That's my time, technically. Wilhelm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he does have a few songs that are like specifically from the viewpoint of Vincent LaGuardia oh and Meaty. So check out Joe Pesci's albums, but also <laughs> check out uh, My Cousin Vinny. Great acting from everyone yeah, thank involved. thank you for making me watch this. Yeah. I had never seen it. I had never seen it. I had never. I, I think it's one of those movies where you've heard so much about sure, it and you've yeah. heard about it so much. You're like, uh, I get it. Yeah. Joe Pesci's a lawyer. That's funny. I got why that's funny because mm-hmm. he's joe pesci yeah right <laughs> um but it's 
it's so well written. It's yeah. so well acted by him and Marissa Tomei. I mean, the quotes in this movie are off the charts. Yes. I'm constantly quoting her speech from the end of Six Degrees from Top Dead Santa. <laughs> like, it's just like, do you think what that deer is going to care what kind of pants you're wearing? Like, all of. <laughs> right. The Vordaya. The Vordaya. <laughs> yeah. The Utes, which you said out of the part where yep. she goes, yeah, you blend. <laughs> just on yeah point. also a sassy lawyer movie it turns out yeah that, um, those lawyers might just be secretly sassy perhaps lawyers are sassy yeah yeah maybe that's what we learned today but uh yeah no i i want to thank you you've been pushing me to watch this movie for so long i have it was great it was it's just it i i would say like i want your opinion on this i feel like this this is like a very it's a very 90s movie and like there are serious things going on but it's mm-hmm. very like lighthearted. like it's it's still a comedy but then it's like I don't know. It's it, it falls into the same category of like liar liar to me, where it's like drama for some reason in the '90s was never in in comedies specifically mm-hmm. was like never. I don't know. I feel like movies kind of like go a little darker nowadays with comedies, and yes. then it's just like, oh, they probably killed someone. It's fine. <laughs> this is like I, I heard it referred to as like a broad comedy because it just like it covers so much scope. It's yeah. not a niche. It's a really broad comedy. It reminded me of a lot of Legally Blonde too, where sure, it's like. Yeah. They're like the reason they win the case is this very niche thing that only they could know about. And mm-hmm. is there an entire speech about grits in this film? Yes, there is. <laughs> yes, there is. And it was very clever. I think it I is. read. Is it Jonathan Lynn was the director? Is that who was? Jonathan Lynn's the director, I believe. Um, I, I read that he went to law school and like was a big person as far as keeping it like very practical. I think yes, and I think that's why like people apparently show this movie to law students while they're in law school to be like. This is why procedure is important. And right. this movie is so much weirdly about learning the procedure of court. Uh, before we end it, I just want to add um, whoever, well, whoever wrote this script had a very negative experience with waking up in the morning in the American South. <laughs> also, whoever made the costumes for this film needs to call me. Yeah. The number of backless jumpsuits that Marissa Tomei is in in court yeah. are a dream. It's just oh. fantastic. I just I could not get over the fact that there was like four at least four jokes about waking up in the morning to different sounds. Oh, trains, chickens, an owl. <laughs> at one point, they're in the car in the middle of a field. Uh, we it's, gotta stop talking about we gotta, stop, of, we gotta stop. We are so far past my five yeah. minutes. But also, hey, this is my energy on the podcast. <laughs> I am chaos, and it is great. Um, it was so nice to see you, Kendall. Yeah, it was nice, it to, was see so you nice too. to be back. This will not be the last. Absolutely not. Season three of Five Minute Film Finder officially mm-hmm. started i believe last week last week so yeah. we are back on track to be bringing you episodes as often as we can um if you are enjoying us please uh rate us wherever you get your podcast and then if you want to have a chat with us email us at podcast at pioneerlibrarysystem.org we love to hear what kind of movies you'd want us to do any feedback positive feedback constructive criticism we love to hear it <laughs> kendall thanks so much for having me on slash joining me today yeah i thank you for having me i'm happy to be here uh, always happy to be here and we'll talk to you soon bye mm-hmm.